I was not feeling good today, and now I am. Yeah. I'm feeling sniffly, but now I'm feeling like I could just tap dance. Negate the fact that I don't know how to tap dance. I was going to ask. But I feel like I could. Do you know how to to tap dance? I have tap shoes if you ever want to give them a whirl. Do you know how to tap dance? No. Why do you have tap shoes? Because I tried to learn how to tap dance Mm. in college, Mm -hmm. and it was a beginner's class. Uh, except the teacher was like, I'm going to go as fast as the the rest of the class goes. And there were three people who were not beginners. They were clearly intermediate, maybe even advanced. And for whatever reason, they were in my class. Anyway, I dropped okay. the class, but I kept the tap shoes. Listen to me. Because I spent money for them. Listen so. to me. Mm-hmm. We are in January. Okay. We have Don't some challenge time. me to learn how to tap dance. We have some time <laughs> before Halloween. All I'm saying is we could go to parties dressed like Emma and Ryan from La La Land and just spontaneously break oh. into choreographed tap dances and then leave and go to the next party. That's not what I thought you were going to say. the talk of the town. I thought you were going to say we could dress as the WB frog and we could. <laughs> he didn't wear. Did he wear tap shoes? I, I don't think so. Flippers just kind of. He danced of some kind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was tap, but I was like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, and completely forgot that there's tap dancing in La La Land. So we yeah. could do that too. We could do okay. all of you. We could do both. We could Great. do Ryan and Emma. I don't want to be the WB frog. Okay. He's deceased. That's f- Isn't he? Didn't we confirm he's deceased? E- yes. Yes, we did on a different. Another episode yeah. we confirmed yeah. uh, he's deceased. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Lex. Hi. I'm Julia. Welcome. <laughs> this, I forgot we were. This is the peony. I forgot you were listening. I apologize. But welcome. It's all right. You know, I just was thinking just of how many of people will be Betty White this coming Halloween. Oh, that's sweet. That's I beautiful. I know. I hope so. More Betty Whites in the world. We sure do. We sure do. Uh, Halloween feels so far away and also so close. It is. Time does not exist anymore. Time no longer exists. I mean, no, but I think we were fooled into believing there was some constructed version of it to live our lives by Mm -hmm. that we all drank the Kool-Aid on. And now a pathogen has come into our lives that's like here's the truth oh my god the coronavirus is an aquarius <laughs> i need to well, know when the when okay. we found it and and when it I like when november, it was born it was either october or november of 2019 so maybe a scorpio let me let me confirm mm. Uh, mm. okay 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 Okay. First discovered. Do we have the time and location of birth? Well, it was. There's an Aquarius somewhere in the chart. <laughs> uh, well, because it. I can't remember. No, not the. I know coronaviruses have been around forever. Um, December oh, yes, 2019 COVID, COVID. in Wuhan. December 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, so possibly See, was, a Sagittarius. I thought it was earlier, because possibly or a, ca- a Capricorn or a Cappy. Yeah, uh, I thought it was earlier than 
December, but but we just had the conversation that time doesn't exist. So right, the entire so, thing has just fallen in on itself like a black hole. Okay, we're first living in a black hole. Were first reported in late December 2019. So Capricorn, wow, Oops. wow, yikes, yikes. I don't know what to tell you. I have to sit with that one for a little bit. I have no response, but I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Let's not dive into it too much. (laughs) I'm just going to spiral out. Uh... (laughs) The parallels between you and COVID as Capricorns. Yikes. Uh, Not even that. I was just thinking like. Stop it. I was I was thinking like Capricorns are like very organized and structured and I was like mm-hmm. oh dear I don't like any of this I have to stop because now I'm going to spiral. Uh, so let's talk but- about our guests instead. Great. <laughs> yeah, because they're uh, ridiculous and funny and lovely and smart yes. and it's our first roundtable. Yeah, that was a fun. It was a fun journey getting everybody uh, getting yes. everybody on. Um, on this week's episode, we have uh, the ladies of Girl Crush Films. Um, what a joy. Uh, shout out to Finn, uh, who introduced us. Finn. And Coming through. Yeah. It was, time it's and a, time again. Just wonderful hearing their story of how they started this production company. Um, essentially, they will, they'll go into more details, but uh We've we've had this happen before too with like Bea Valente, where it's you know friends coming together. They realize they love working together. They have a, an incredible passion for what they do, and they decide, you know, they kind of take a look around at the field that they they're in, and they go, "Oh, this sucks. <laughs> like we need to make more space for ourselves. So why don't we do it together?" And mm-hmm. such a dope such a dope story we had a wonderful time they're so funny it's um, like a spice girls reunion <laughs> yeah. and uh you know maybe one day we'll be invited to one of their parties but oh we'll we're going i already said i'm going to just hide behind a tree we're or like a mobile up. tree prop wearing a spandex suit uh... incognito and just a show up at their tree party. Prop. Are there inflatable trees like to go with your? God, I hope so. This costume? is genius. I do need to get mm-hmm. back on the inflatable costume game. So yes, an inflatable tree or an inflatable bush. Yes, that's what you I. You mean need. an inflatable merkin? <laughs> I don't think anyone's merkin should be inflated. <laughs> That's just a personal opinion, though. Personal preference. Uh, and on that note, uh, here's our interv- interview. The Conversation. On, here's our chat, chat with Girl Crush Films. Yeah. I love these ladies so much. Oh, my God. Are we on? We're on. We're broadcasting everywhere. We're in Times Square right now. They're watching. Oh, my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. We don't have that kind of full yet. Yet, oh, I well, God, I wish. Then I'm gonna go because no. <laughs> I was promised Times Square, and without Times Square, fuck this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
damn it, Lex. We shut up. We shut up. Nine days late. Uh, Just FYI, you can't say Lex because every time you do that, my Alexa lights. <laughs> that bitch is everywhere, <laughs> and she only responds when it's least convenient, not when you actually need her to. So can we call Lex Sheila today or something? (laughs) (laughs) You can call me, was it, I think uh, Shandy was the name. There's a Kiss song. My brother is like, Kiss is his favorite band. There is a Kiss song, or I think she is a, I think she's a sex worker and her name is Shandy. And my brother jokingly pitched the name of like, why don't we call her Shandy? And my mom was like, absolutely not. You have no say (laughs) about her. So there you go. You so today you're Shandy. <laughs> to us, you'll always be Shandy. Thank you. <laughs> On Christmas presents, he always writes to Shandy, and I'm just yeah. like, amazing. Okay. <laughs> oh. Hi, all. Hello. Uh, welcome, Girl Crush Films. Thank you for Our being here. Our first roundtable. This is so yeah. exciting. This is so exciting. You guys, let's not screw this up for them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our our brand, as everyone likes to say these days, is chaos. So proceed. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Unhinged. Actually, Julia, this is your guys' show, so you proceed. <laughs> Amazing. Well, what, where we like to start is um, we really love for our guests to kind of give an intro of um, – you know, where it all started, what Girl Crush is, um, and to kind of how you you explain it to people. Like I said, this is our first roundtable, so feel free to fight. We don't have a talking mm-hmm. stick, so feel free to just, you know, bare knuckle if you have to for whoever wants to talk. Um, but basically, what was the point of origin? Where did it all begin? Who's going to take it? Uh, I, I don't fight, know. I, fight, I, I, fight, I, fight, fight. <laughs> We're too polite. By the end, we'll be bloody. I'll take it. <laughs> all right, go, Jen. So we all met in. Uh, I I'm horrible with time, so I'm not even going to give a year. <laughs> no, we all met kind of um, separately, working together um, on creative projects. Uh, I am a theater director, and I met. Meredith doing a play and then uh, we were working with a theater company that we were all a part of and um, we've all kind of collectively worked together in different roles as actors or directors or producers. And I auditioned for the play, but Meredith got the part, just so everybody knows. Oh, well, that's so true. <laughs> that was before I knew Amanda. There's, like, no animosity no. there or anything. No. Wait, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. I got recommendations from the artistic director of the company that we all were a part of. And he furiously recommended Amanda and she gave a fantastic audition. And then I cast Mary. Really not fantastic Amanda, enough. you weren't, ner- you weren't nerdy enough. That's really true. <laughs> <laughs> so then Meredith, who I didn't know, but came in and was, Perfectly nerdy for the book. <laughs> I made her wear khakis and, you know, she killed it. And, but we all, when we all met in the sort of the different forms, I think we all kind of fell a little bit in love with each other in, in a creative and friendship way. And we noticed the more we worked together, the more we had a really good time working together. We would all be together at like an event for the theater and then 
you know, the five of us would end up always sort of like to the side, like in the parking mm-hmm. lot, like talking about everything. And there just was a lot of energy and a lot of joy and a lot of like creative inspiration when we were all together. So we just at one point made this decision. We were like, why are we constantly working for other people? And really it was to, why are we always constantly working for like a man who's in charge and then giving that person all of our energy and our time. And so we decided to take a step and see what we could create on our own. So, and then we took a trip together. We went up to um, Carmel and kind of had a artistic weekend and birthed what is now Girl Crush. How'd I do? Wow. Really? Really? <laughs> I was enjoying the shit out of that. <laughs> but now I'm like, hold on, but Amanda remembers that she came in for the I was like, should I say it? Oh my God. Yes. 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 So did you go watch the play and the whole time go, Ooh, I would have done that differently. Oh, that was, I wouldn't see it. I mean, were you like, I wish I should have, but um, Meredith would have been way is obviously a way better. Nerdier. Nerdier. (laughs) (laughs) She's just, I mean, I bow to Meredith. So. Oh my God. I know there's no easy way out of this conversation. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. Are y'all still acting? Uh, I, yeah, I am. Uh, Andrea is. Amanda just did a movie. Meredith is still, Jen is not really. <laughs> Best if I don't. I do voiceovers, but other than that, no. I don't know that I could do in, like a live and in person audition. Again, well, they're not doing them in person anymore, so you'd be fine. (laughs) Why? Well, I get so it's funny because you know, I'm around them so much. I used to get so like painfully nervous at auditions, like to the point that I would like start to shake, like it would not Mm -hmm. be, it wasn't, it wasn't helpful (laughs) at all, and it was never it always felt like it never was a good reflection of who I was as a performer, as an actor. I think that's why I like voiceovers because nobody ever looks at you. I could just get to do it, but also, no, it's not an actor's life for me. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, are you more in the director role, Jennifer? Yeah. Yeah. That's really what I've been doing for the last, I guess, 10 years. Yeah, bossing actors around is great. Yeah. Said bossing actors around is great. Yep. (laughs) Said the actor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Producing actors is even better. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot more power because you get to yell at the director. (laughs) (laughs) Make the director yell at the actors. Ooh. And all chain of command. (laughs) Um Okay, so I think that was a really good, succinct answer of how we got together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like the uh, the tension between Meredith and Meredith. Oh, my God, so did I. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is like, this is turning out to be like real housewives. I mean, this is... I That's what we're I... about at the Peony. We want all of the gossip. We want all... Yes. We want, to leave, want you to leave in yeah. a fight. You really want the claws to come out. For. Wow. God. This is the reunion I'm not show. Kidding. 
can't wait to hear, like, afterwards when we're off this call. I can't wait to call Amanda and say, did you really think she would have been better in the role? And then call Meredith and go, I don't think Amanda thought you were going to be that great. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I worship you. Both. I was thinking about a completely different play for a moment. So I just, it took me a minute to even know what we were talking about. <laughs> and I thought, I don't think Amanda even auditioned for that. So anyway. Oh, for better? Yeah. I was like, I don't. Yeah. No, that was after. Yeah. I want to see what other secrets we can get out of this group. <laughs> yeah. I know. What sort of like led, you were mentioning having to work for men and like being over that. Um, was there a particular project that you knew collectively you were like, we want to do this together, whether it was a theater production or a film, or was there any, anything in particular that you were pulled to towards as a group? Actually, not at the beginning. We, we didn't have anything specific yet. We were, you know, I think we all come from very different, you know, as Jen and I are the YA rom-com people and, you know, Amanda is just so artsy. No, she's not. Uh, but I, I, it's <laughs> funny because we all kind of, um, we all have very different loves as far as genre goes. So the things that we found, I think, are very interesting. And our rule is three out of the five of us have to... Is that right, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, we're going to get this. We're going to get this right eventually. Um, so that is, that's how kind of we choose, you know, because I think that there is, there are going to be times that something's just not going to be your cup of tea, but you can still see that it would be good f for the company. So mm -hmm. that's. I, yeah. I think we all tend to go to different. Andrea's our horror queen. And so is Meredith to a certain degree. I'm a thriller queen. Thrill, okay, yeah. thriller. Yeah. Andrea's horror. Amanda's just Artsy. whatever's really good. Yeah. Artsy. Amanda's, you know, smart. Drama. Smart. I think, dramedy. I think, though, when we, when we kind of came together, too, the impetus was we felt like we were playing in an arena that we could for lack of a better word, that was starting to feel too small for us, right? So that mm -hmm. we, I think the the challenge that we all kind of faced was like, okay, we know we could do, like, theater I'm, is everything to me. And I, you know, we love it like mad, but I feel like if we said we want to produce a play, we could have done that. It would have been done. And it, you know, I don't know that it would have changed or allowed us to grow. I think for all of us, the challenge was like, oh my God, I think that there's so much more than what it is that we're all kind of holding and doing right now. And is it a film that we write and then produce? Is it a, you know, a book that we fall in love with and then adapt? Is it bringing in the writers that we love and creating something with them? And I think we're still in that phase of like trying to really see what are all of our obsessions are and then how do we take that and turn it into something that feels, you know, lucrative and fulfilling and satisfying and equitable for, for all of us. And, you know, and I think that was the real impetus was like, okay, how much more can we do? Cause we know we can do this and we could have a great time doing this for a long time, but, you know, and we were tired of seeing other people inside of the industry kind of, and I'm, I will say it again, you know, men sort of having no 
no obstacles in their way and producing things that were great or not great. And we were like, well, fuck it, we can do this and we can probably do it better. And we could probably, you know, staff half of our crew, you know, for women, trans, non-binary people, like there's other ways that we can do it. And I think the other thing, and then I'll shut up because no. <laughs> a lot. But I think the other thing that was so important, and I know Tara and I had talked about this because one of the last shows we did together, she was the producer and I was the director. And there was such an important feeling of like, yes, obviously the product, you know, what what ended up on the stage was of vital importance, but also what was so important to us was that everybody involved in the production felt like they were treated really well and had like a really solid experience and didn't feel like they were treated like shit or abused or, you know, like that they deserved to be in a dressing room that had ants in it or, you know, just things that we were like, oh, these are the tenets of what, when we create something, we want to put out there in the world. Because unfortunately, that is fewer and far between. And as we've seen this past year, you know, so many crews get abused and taken advantage of and we just didn't want to do that. So that Yeah, was- I've been thinking about that a lot. So I heard this interview with Alan Cumming, whose second um, autobiography is out. And he, he was talking to the interviewer and saying that people ask him, like, some of his more, like, quote unquote, successful movies, did you enjoy that? That must have been really fun. And how did that? And he's like, look, I just honestly believe at this point in my life, did I enjoy the experience? Did I learn something? And then the door is closed and whatever becomes, I mean, we all know this, right? But it's like, now I think at least where in my forties, I'm starting to really get that. Like, did I enjoy that experience? Was that an artistic endeavor that like resonated with me spiritually? Did I enjoy the people? Did I learn something? Did I grow? And that's all I can, that's all we can control. So like to create an environment, hopefully where that can be true for us and for other people seems like. I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot. Like, well, that's a wonderful focus too, because there's, you hear these stories and it's so often usually men who use method acting or whatever you want as like the reason for just being an absolute asshole on set. And Mm -hmm. like, when I hear that, it's like, it's not just about, usually they'll get praise or whatever. Like they were so in the role. And I'm like, but think about everyone else on that set that had a terrible time because that one person's ego was so blown out of control and that person's not going to get any ramifications for it and like Mm -hmm. almost gets praised for it. But that like, to your point, Amanda, that experience likely wasn't very fulfilling for anybody else. And And they were in fear the whole time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Likely in fear and, you know, unfortunately, like traumatized from the experience of being on that film or that production. So creating that, that space where people have a really wonderful experience storytelling is, I think that's beautiful that that is what I don't know how to necessarily, I don't know, like we, I don't know how you create it, but I think like the intention of the value being like the process, right. And the experience rather than we're going to like bust this thing out. And then it's just going to be this amazing, amazing thing, which you can't control anyway. Um, And we've all had those experiences where like, this is going to be amazing. And it just falls on its face and others where you're like, whoa, I guess people liked it. Well, I think the thing about producing is... You're going to take the words out of my mouth right now. I was about to say it, and I think I know. No, go. I want you to say it. Go. go. 
bitch. I swear to God, I will get my car right now. I'm going to go. I don't even know what no, you're I, no, I would if, The no asshole zone? Yes, exactly. The no asshole policy, it's huge. And we get to create that from the beginning, from the ground. We get to set that tone as producers. Go ahead. Andrea. And sometimes you're right, like you don't, what Amanda said is true. You can't owe it, Amanda. All of a sudden you're Amanda. Amanda. I called you Andrea. Amanda. <laughs> I'm super smart right now. Um, no, what Amanda said is true. You can't always control it. But when you're the head of something, you can do some due diligence and find out are people cool to work with, especially the, the key positions that are going to be there all the time. And when you do that, you create an environment that's just naturally easy to be in. And you're going to have an asshole or two. And if they're not key positions, you gently remove them because it's like a cancer spreading sometimes. I think it'll be interesting when we get bigger and we're working with big, a higher caliber or maybe a, you know, of actor, but you know, people know people, you hear stories. And if you're torn between two actors and you know, one's easy and one's not, it's a, it's a no brainer. And I'm interesting what you said, Lex, because I never realized this because I'm a huge, huge, huge Daniel Day-Lewis fan. But, you know, he's in character 24-7. And, and I thought, it's never a woman. I don't hear that about Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's like joking between takes. And I, I have not heard that yet. Unless Has anyone else heard about a woman that never breaks out of character and treats everyone well, like me? Besides yeah. Tara. <laughs> <laughs> she said Elf. What was your character again? You were very in it. In Elf? No, yeah. uh, I think you're thinking of my Who's the Boss oh, arc, the boss? where I was right. student number one in the first episode <laughs> and Debbie in the second. They gave me a name. Yeah. So yeah, that was I, cool. Yeah. I've, um, I was reading, uh, I wish I could remember the article, but I was reading an article about this and or watched an interview because I think Viola Davis is, she's, I believe, a method actor, but she does it. She like, you know, keeps it pretty professional in between takes. And I think Daniel Day-Lewis does as well. Like, yeah, he's not an asshole. Know, just in it. Yeah, he's, he's not, not an asshole about mm -hmm. it. But Viola was saying the thing is like, if a woman behaves that way, your career's over. Wow. You're removed. Mm -hmm. You are seen as replaceable and dispensable, men or not, even though there are plenty of like other male actors who don't behave that way. But it, it's it's the patriarchy at work. But, you know, women or women can't behave that way because you'll be called crazy, hysterical, insane, but men are called brilliant, artistic geniuses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we don't hear about women doing that. Like I was in a, in college, I was in a play where our lead was very much like she would spend like two hours before the show, listening to music, getting into character. And, but she would do that like in a room by herself where mm -hmm. no one could see her because I think she knew people were going to be like, you're insane and the the sort of the secrecy that she had to have mm -hmm. um with it versus like she never warmed up with us or the rest of the cast and um it really wasn't until I think our cast party where we and rehearsals where we interacted with her but so much of it was like if I do this in front of other people they'll probably think I'm insane so I'm not going to I'm gonna hide myself away in this small classroom that nobody like nobody knows where I'm at. And yeah, I think about that all the time. Like women, there's so much behavior on set that men get away with that women absolutely would never be able to get away with. Oh, you know what, Tara, I'm not going to name names, but there is one woman that we all know on who has series after series, who is a notorious pain in the ass bitch waffle. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I mean, she's yeah. horrible. She is horrible. A twat waffle. A twat um, yeah. <laughs> waffle. Yeah, her a twat waffle. waffle. I did. That's amazing. That is the best. I'm putting that insult in my back pocket. That um, might be what our episode is titled. Okay. Love that it. has to give credit to Tara. She brought it into my life this year, and I'm a little obsessed with twat waffle. Well, I this also brought the other one. But the go Oh, I was going to say, this is a little, maybe a discussion for another time, but like the, that whole like siloing of your creative process, I've been thinking a lot about this year because as life is full with children and, you know, friends and family and a job that I also have, like I did this movie, but I had all those other things didn't like stop. Right. And there was a part of me that went into like total fear and lockdown, meltdown, temper tantruming of like, I'm not going to have time to do my process. I'm not going to. And just these voices in my head of like total fear. Ironically, my character had to have a really open heart. <laughs> so then I get and I'm like, my kids are with me on the set. Like my some of my family's there. I've got like texts and emails from work coming in and I'm like do billing in a law firm. So it's like a very different headspace. Right. And I go immediately into all of my tendencies and my temper tantruming. And then I just have to go, wait a second. Like I'm a more integrated person now. Like I need, can, and I, I can be all of these things and that doesn't take away from who I am as an artist. It adds to it. And if I can be like kind to my children and not like get downstairs, mommy's got to like get in her zone and like feel her feelings, you know, that's actually closer to tapping into like the truth of what I'm there to do. It's so true. You start to trust yourself more, right? Like trust the process, trust that you don't need to be like, take three hours to prepare necessarily. And you don't have to divide. I don't have to, for me, I don't have to divide myself into six different compartments. Mm -hmm. This is all of me. And yeah, I have this job where I do this and yeah, my kids are here and I see like my family member over there, but you know, I just got to like bring all of that to bear in this moment. I don't know if that makes sense to, to you I, as I get yeah. older. Yeah. I also think that that's why uh, certainly, and that's not to say that across the board, females are better producers, but I do think that there's an understanding of what Amanda was talking about. Um, you know, Jen and Amanda and Mayor all have children. I think that there is something that they will be more, giving to maybe a woman who has not been able to be in a key position yet because the boys club says, you know, she's a mom and she's very busy with that stuff. I think that's incredibly important. And, you know, I, I, this year I was working on the morning show and watching Reese Witherspoon and the fact that she has created this empire out of the fact that there were no roles. She went, she went to the studios and said, what do you have for me? I'd like to do a female buddy film. And they were like, yeah, no, we already did one two years ago. So we're not. <laughs> and she was terrified. And she said, so I need to create, which in a weird way is, is what we kind of done with girl crush was we went, no, we want to create opportunities. We want to look towards women being, in power positions in, you know, and it's, it's, that's the exciting part. And knowing that we can control more of the narrative for what happens on set, because a happy set 
is the best place in the world. An unhappy set is the seventh rung of hell. <laughs> and and I do believe that that it starts not only with the actors you choose, but with the producers and with the director and all of that. You need to set a tone. It's like having a party, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we throw really good parties. That's all. <laughs> um, are we invited to the next one? No, Juliet, no. <gasps> well, yes! we're coming anyway. We're coming anyway. Yes, please. Just going to emerge from the bushes. And if yeah, there aren't any, I will bring my own. Yeah. That's good. Just a cardboard cutout of like a shrub. Yeah, <laughs> moves when we move. You guys are absolutely invited. We this this is like a recurring theme that a lot of our guests are are sharing is I wasn't finding this blank whatever it is right whether it's size inclusivity in fashion or you know um, roles for female BIPOC whatever it is and they're like so I decided to go out there and create my own which you're you're saying is kind of was the impetus for Girl Crush. Can you share a little bit of like going through the process of actually creating the inception of Girl Crush? Lessons learned, things that blindsided you, anything that you can share with people that are maybe they want to carve out their own space in the world. And they're like, I have no idea where to start or what to do or what to look out for. I think probably number one lesson learned, especially coming from theater, everything takes to like Four times as long as you dream about it. Um, You know, and same with financially, you know, it it ends up sort of costing more than you think. So I think, and I think we're still in this refinement process of this, of like, there's the creation of the vision and then there's like the implementation of, you know, not only like what your goals and your intentions are but like how are how can you reach out to your network community at large and and use that to get the things made that you want to get made and you know maybe it's not as much about creating your own as like instead sort of like harnessing the collective that's around you and creating what you know what is is needed and is there and i think we're still refining that. Um, I also feel like you, we learned a lot about like, even though we all have a shared artistic love and excitement, we are very different people in how we communicate and how we do business. And I think the number one thing, and I think every, like you have to discover what everybody's superpower is and be like, oh, okay. So if we're going to do that, then we're going to put Andrea in this meeting because her superpower is like really looking at like contracts and budgets and inve- like and just sort of knowing and then knowing like where you're like, oh, that is not my I, I could give a shit about what a font looks like. And like I can leave that <laughs> to Meredith, and you know, and I'm just going to like take the you know, go you guys decide, because then I think it really harnesses the like what the good parts of your energy without wasting a lot of time. That's a great yeah, I answer. Think, I, I think that I, there was like wasted energy at the beginning in terms of figuring all that out. And part of that is just par for the course. Like you begin something, it's always hard at the beginning yeah. and you're not. It's a true experience. And, yeah. Uh, 
And it doesn't matter if you're friends. You still are learning what you are in a business situation. And that that can be, you know, you're treading you're treading weird things sometimes. I think it's it's more challenging actually. And I didn't I didn't expect that at all. And we have five of us. So it's like, and we've been told in meetings, we've been told like, wow, you guys are real bold. There's five of you. (laughs) You know, there's like five personalities, five um I mean in so many obvious ways, you know, to uh, get right. things done with five people. We're like, oh, what? And the whole who's the boss? Right. Like, well, we kind of all our people are like freaked out by that. Yeah, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. come on. Well, you were on the show. You're right, so. Tara. She was on the show. There are also five Spice Girls. So, who you. identifies with which spice is oh, what I want to know. We really identified our spice. Oh yeah, we before. should do that. <laughs> Tara's scary Tara spice. scary spice for it. sure. <laughs> but she's not actually. She's the least scary spice. No, but on the surface, people would be scared yeah. of her. So that's nice. But inside, yeah. she's the least scary spice. Okay. Can, scared, you not, but... can you not tell people that? Oh, sorry. Oh, they, right. People are going to see this. Sorry. Um, I always say Tara's, Tara's walking down the street and there's like a Disney song playing in her head. People think like, she's mean, but she's like, do, 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 in her head. <laughs> who's ba- who's so, baby? Who's baby? I want to know. Who's oh, baby? Who's right. baby? No, there's no baby of any of this. Oh. No, no, I, I want to be posh by really. Yeah, well, no. I think posh, <laughs> no. Amanda is definitely posh. She yeah. totally is. It's so nice. I don't know who any I of them are. I was just going to say, Jesus, Amanda! <laughs> I was like, no idea what you're talking about. I've heard of them. I think they're British and then one became famous. Was it? But I I don't know any of them. You really, really That's such a posh thing to say. Zika Zika, ah, you don't know any of this? What the fuck? I've never do that again. No. What? My Zika Zika, ah? Yes. Is there a grungy spice? I feel like I should be grungy spice today. I'm just feeling grungy. You can you can be like your own spices. Maybe we don't. Yeah. We don't. You just make up your own, whatever. So if you were to make up your own, who we have grungy. Be? Who else that do we have in the group? Fifth spice, baby, posh, sporty, sporty, sporty ginger. ginger, ginger. Everybody always forgets about ginger. Everyone always forgets about ginger. Yeah. 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 Poor ginger. Yeah. Even ginger's, even ginger's family forgets about ginger. <laughs> Can we rewind the tape? I don't want to be known as grungy spice. That's okay. gross. Well, who do you want to be? Change it. Who do you want casual to be? Spice. How about casual spice? Casual spice. Casual spice. Sounds oh. less dirty than grungy spice. Lately, I'm cranky spice. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the room down. Um, oh, these guys, what's happening with my hair? Well, <laughs> that's why we called you Scary Spice. Meredith, you produced, you did it too. And so, you know, talk about how different it is now working with us. Well... <laughs> I did it when I was in a long time ago. I've been doing this for a little while. And the first time I got to do that was like, you have this new sense of power. I can only imagine like, I, I can't imagine actually how people, once you have that, like you, you don't do it again. It must, it's really hard to go back once you've had that power. And um, I do think that 
see there when you start younger too you just observe so much you observe like how did whose role everybody you know what their role is how they treat people who everyone's important everyone you know um it makes this thing happen and when I was younger I thought oh my gosh you know am I do I how do I have this the the I don't know like without the experience how do I have that kind of a say but I really did I, I really do agree with um, Andrea too. You have to have a deadline. First of all, you have to, I think the easiest way to get something done, done is say by next, you know, whatever in two months on the 19th, we're shooting this thing, no matter what it it's going to happen. So whatever that phrase is, is that still a phrase like come hell or high water or something? That's, is that a still something people mm-hmm. say? Still is that phrase. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounded weird, but um and I think we're lucky now, like Kara's right, I started when I was really young and I got to do, um, and I saw how um, male dominated everything was. And now it's so exciting that everybody can wear every hat. Like we weren't allowed, you were just an actor. That's all you were allowed to do. And it's just so exciting now as human beings that we get to do all of the things. It's really it's really neat. And yeah, the only, what? the only women you'd see, the only women you'd see were makeup and right, hair. Right. Those were the only women on set. Right. right. And they, and they were like, you know, getting pushed out of the way because they were, you know, like we're shooting, get out of the way. And it's like, no, you know, <laughs> then later you later, you'll complain how bad they looked. I remember watching an interview of Anne Hathaway talking about her experience doing Ocean's 8, the all-women Ocean's, oh, yeah. and how, like, deathly afraid she was to come on set after having a baby. Like, she was still breastfeeding, and her body wasn't, like, you know, quote-unquote back to pre-baby or whatever those unrealistic expectations are that we place on women. And she's like, I remember walking on set that first day, and just, like, all of the women just, like... Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett just like being like you're looking good like looking sharp like and there was just so much like love and positivity and so much of like come as you are because you've earned your place here and I'm like oh man like the fact that that's such a beautiful experience with the fact that she was talking about it in a way of like I had so much fear and then surprise that this was how it could be And then I haven't really heard much else from like other productions of like, oh, yeah, this is how it is. This is how it could be. So it's just like, how can we move the needle in that direction a little more? For the first time ever in my career, right before the pandemic, I did a um, workshop of a play at a theater that female artistic director, the entire staff was female. My stage manager was female. And it just so happened that the whole cast and the playwright all female. The only male in the room was the very sweet intern who read the stage directions. And it was the most wonderful experience, working experience that I had. And I don't, I mean, and I understand, obviously, there are women who treat people like crap. There are men who are incredible to work for. But there was something about this collective of everybody that was in charge was a woman was, I just felt like, I could breathe like a lot Mm -hmm. easier and deeper. And I did. I felt very seen. I never fought about um, nine times out of 10 when I go take a new job, somebody, always a male, messes up my name. 
and they'll call me Jessica instead of Jennifer or whatever. Like I never had to repeat my name. I never had to reintroduce myself and be like, I'm Jennifer. I'm like things that I got so used to doing were just, it was just a given that there was like this really incredible way of being held inside of this artistic space where then you really could just focus on the artistic process of it. And you weren't, you weren't tied up in knots of like, Oh shit, I hope I didn't say the thing wrong that then offended this artistic, you know, like all those little things that normally go through your head that get in the way of you showing up fully Mm -hmm. as an artist or like, Oh crap, I have to go call and check in on my kids. Nobody batted an eyelash. It was like, okay, yeah, no, you have to go and do that. And it really was, it was, it made me go, God, I wish that was the majority of my experiences as opposed to an anomaly. And I don't know that we're there yet. (laughs) We're not, but we will be. We, we, I honestly think we will be. And I think, you know, we have, we all have a mutual friend um, who was working on a TV show a while ago and the entire creative team was female. And she said, of all of the years of her working, she said to turn and look at Video Village and have it be a sea of women, not one man. And she said it was the most inclusive, kind, supportive set she's ever worked on. And she said it became a drug for me. Mm-hmm. And she said I didn't want that to end. And I think that that is also part of our our mission statement is, is creating those environments so that it's not a surprise or a not a non, yeah. Oh my God. Anomaly. Anomaly. I have got to stop drinking this early. Anomaly. No, it shouldn't be. It should yeah. be, that should be the standard. And that's what yeah. we're working towards. Right. You guys. Yes. Right. Anybody? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Julia? Yes. We're going to put an air horn in. Yes. 100%. 100%. We're on board. said we're going to put an air will... horn in like we use special effects on this show. I just, we make all of our special with... effects via mouth noise. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Lex, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I have a feeling you might agree with me. Do it anyway. uh, I feel like whenever we're in situations where we're able to be a part, even like adjacent to the creative process, the production process, and and that energy of like other people being in their zone of what they do best and what fulfills them, like that is our happy place. That's definitely my happy place. So I'm for real. If you literally need me to learn how to drive a trailer or to watch a dog or to fetch coffee. I'm there. I'm there. I'll bring my bush. I'll bring my fake bush and I'll whoa, hide when you whoa, don't need me there. Whoa. Hashtag me too, lady. <laughs> Listen, I meant I meant cardboard, not Merkin. Oh. <laughs> Although that also is not the first time we've talked about Merkins I, on the show. Okay. I, I love be the you last. so much. And can I tell you, not everybody knows what a Merkin really? is. I made a Merkin joke a while ago and I got blank faces. Fucking millennials. Everybody go look my up a Merkin. My Wait. husband wants to know if there's a Merkin master on set. <laughs> a Merkin master? Yeah. I- there will Don't be, and her name is Julia. Be in charge of the Merkin Gladly. placement, or Gladly. placement. 
But that would also probably have to be some kind of intimacy coordinator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, I know a few. So the last time on the show that we talked about it, we actually played a game of like, who was your celebrity crush? And if you had to do a scene with them, would you go Merkin or no Merkin? (laughs) Yeah. So you don't have to feel obligated to answer, but that's a game that we can always play (laughs) off air if you want. We'll do that at the next party. Yes. <laughs> I'll bring my bag of Merkins. Well, I, I personally, I, I want to be mindful of everyone's time, but I feel very much like we're not done here. Like we still have a lot of talking to do and maybe some of it off air to not blast out <laughs> in Times Andrea. Square. Oh, we lost her. We did lose her. Maybe she'll come back. Um, maybe not she's like i'm done guys she, that's how she just yeah makes an exit <laughs> she's like she's like i gotta go drop the business plan for the merkins <laughs> oh there she is Andrea, where'd you go there you are it literally booted me off and i feel like while i was gone you came up with an excellent plan for business and now i love that you so wrote that it voted you off <laughs> i did oh! <laughs> i'm just like you got voted off the island i got <laughs> It's supposed to be booted. River, well, Riverside I, FM is just like, who am I kicking off today? Mm-hmm. All your listeners are like, my least favorite. And yeah, she's gone. And I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't know we had a live vote option on this podcast. You do. Oh. We set it up before the thing. Oh. With all my technical skills, I thought I'd just handle it. <laughs> Tara's the final judge. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, clearly. Yeah. What did, that, what did that English bitch used to say on the game show? Oh, what English you're the one with the, you pain, are the the redhead. You are the something. Weakest oh. link. You oh. are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> weakest link. <laughs> well, bitch, that was yeah. just her job. What happened to her? She made a lot of money from that show. <laughs> I hear she's I a Merkin model now. Off. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm getting on the phone with her people later. (laughs) Let the people know what is coming up from Girl Crush Films. Where can they find you? Where can they stalk you? Where can they follow you? All the things. Um, Right now we have a bunch of things that we we have optioned. We are currently working on getting out there. Um, we can be found at girlcrushfilms.com. Am I correct, ladies? Yes. Uh, and th- that's basically it. Instagram, no. Oh, we are not, not on Instagram. Oh, we will be we after will this be. today. Oh, that's okay. our goal. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> oh. Get the fuck out of my car. Get the fuck <laughs> out of my fucking car. <laughs> that's like a hug. That felt like a hug. That like... <laughs> Fuck out of my car. <laughs> That's gonna be our insta call. Get the fuck out of my car. At get the fuck out of my car. Um, yeah, we're in the middle of a bunch of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not happy. Oh, you guys, what fun we've had. Didn't we have fun? Same. Thank you so much for being here Thank with us. You. Thank you we're for having us. Um, and, and when we do have something to promote, we'll come back. Yes. Gladly. You can you don't even have to have anything to promote. You are all welcome back here at any time, at any point. Collectively or individually. Okay, and then we can also do like special edition Merkin collabs. 
right? So, like, <laughs> I feel like Disney probably not there, like, in their business plan. But, like, what if? Like, could. like, could you imagine if we had, like, a Hocus Pocus Merkin collection around <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> I'm very much on this Halloween train, it seems. <laughs> that would be so much hair. Uh... You mentioned Hocus Pocus. Oh, my God. Hello. It was just the idea. I did not actually picture it in my mind until you said it, and now I don't regret it. No, there you go. I stand by it. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah. uh, Listeners, you know, look for that Merc and mine dropping (laughs) in 2023. Yeah. We're going in with Girl Crush Films, and we're going to revolutionize the pubic wig industry. Is it an industry that needs to be revolutionized? I don't know a lot about it. Yes. I'm okay. going to say yes. Great. I'm just, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. We're going to bring Ooh. Merkins back, baby. Okay, can you move us along, please? Because I, I, I don't know. Don't. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, someone I, needs to shut me up. Jesus Christ. Uh, I no, I can't. Yeah, he probably could. Nothing. He probably could shut me up. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Anything is possible through superstar, our Lord and Savior. This is now a religious podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking of getting into witchcraft lately. <laughs> I okay. Does anyone know where Same. I can start? Uh, well, we can always reach out to Chanel. Uh, yeah, great, great person. I have a couple of people, a couple of friends who, yeah, you know, I can connect you with. Um, I have two. Should we start a coven? Can we? Start I want to get into some funky people? shit. Like what kind of like like blood magic? Not like blood? sacrifices or anything, okay. but just like right. like weird funky like dance naked in the forest under the full moon type shit oh yeah all right <laughs> there is dance um... dance in our merkins by the light of the full moon <laughs> that's you're just describing the ending of the film the witch like i haven't seen it is that was that what happens oh isn't that sorry. a horror movie it is it was i keep meaning to rewatch it because mm-hmm. like i saw it and i was like okay <laughs> what like, I felt like I missed something, which is also how I felt about It Follows. Actually, no, I just didn't like It Follows. I thought it was stupid. Um, I thought it was unnecessary. It. I just didn't. It, it wasn't saying anything new to me. Yeah. Like, in terms of a horror It film. was unnecessary. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Witch was like, there were parts that were pretty scary. Um, and I think visually it was stunning. Uh, it felt very predictable. And then at the end, I was kind of like, what? Okay. And then I mm-hmm. walked out into the sunlight with uh, a few friends because it was, I think we saw like a 1 p.m. showing of it or something. So, you know, seeing a horror film in the middle of the day is so disorienting because then when you leave, you're like, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's light out? What yeah. year is it? Um, yeah. And we were confused. And then stumbled into the sunlight and then felt like we were just on yep. a different planet. I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's, 
I don't know what it is. Something about going to see a matinee and it feels like when you leave the movie theater, you're going to just, the world has disappeared. It is now post-apocalyptic wasteland. Something about the movie theater protected <laughs> you and the small yeah. group of people in it. And when you walk outside, mm-hmm. it's up to you and this group of people to make it through and find other people and somehow survive and build a new community. And so whenever I walk into a movie theater in the daytime, I always look around and I'm like, okay, are these the people? And then you walk uh-huh. out and it's almost like this jarring like oh no the world still looks normal and people are like yeah. going back to work after their lunch break like yeah nothing this, terrible I mean it kind of is it's kind of like it, it it's kind of like a a disappointment <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like you, you wanted like, the world to end while you were watching I mean, House like, of Gucci you see like <laughs> You see, like, the kid with, like, the blue hair scooping popcorn mm-hmm. and then, like, the, like, emo girl at the cash register ringing up tickets. And you're just like, okay, like, we have, like, a chemist. We have, like, an assassin. Okay. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm the leader of the brigade. Like, we got this. And yeah. then you walk out and you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's back to the real world. Yeah. Well. Anyway, love matinee movies. Great experience. <laughs> Such a fun time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think there's a couple of websites that I know of that I can shoot your way if you want to. For witchcraft? Yeah. Yeah. Send them I feel way. like the honestly the easiest way is like through. Just start uh, doing spells. Just start doing stuff. Yeah, just go to your local grocery store buy a bunch of herbs blend them together set them on fire no don't do that is Um, there a chance that i somehow will open a portal to hell because i want to avoid doing that (laughs) oh really i thought that would have been your like ultimate motive is like how do i open a portal to hell or just a portal to anywhere portal to another dimension portal to another dimension maybe yeah that might be fun yeah no yeah yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, though, um, there, yeah, there's a website that I know of that I can send you. I don't. They have like intention papers, mm-hmm. which are really nice when you're doing like a full moon or a new moon yeah. thing journaling. Um, I want to learn how then, to astral project. Like, I want to uh, creep on people without actually being there. Just imagine, like, if you've ever scrolled through your phone and you're, like, going through Instagram and you, like, look up your last three ex-boyfriends and you look up, like, their brothers and sisters and what's going on. And, like, or, like, that one girl that was mean to you in high school or, like, that one uh-huh. guy that was mean to you in high yeah, school. Yeah, who doesn't like, do that? What if you could just astral project and, like, see what they're up to now and, like, just make yourself feel better about your life? Because they're probably not doing as good as you. I'm just going to – I don't know. Not. That's called karma, baby. Uh – I I mean I guess like what else are you using astral projection for, right? Like I don't know. See, you could go see films for free maybe. I was going to say I could probably I uh, my really pretentious ass was kind of like, "Oh, I could like astral project to the opera in Switzerland." <clears throat> I'm just going to put myself in timeout now. <laughs> is that is that something that you would want to astral project? I love to? the opera. Really? I'm a huge opera oh. nerd. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, I Obsessed. should put you in touch with my friend Kelly because he is an opera major and uh, like weeps all the time over beautiful music. So I, I can admire it. I know nothing. Together. I know nothing, but I just love it. 
He'll teach you or something. Maybe anything on a stage. I love. Like, Aww. give me some stand-up comedy. Give me some opera. Give me ballet. Give me mm-hmm. burlesque. Like anything on a stage. Any live performance. I've always been in awe of because it takes so much balls to go out onto a stage in front of a live crowd and like do something that you're passionate about at the risk of like being booed off the stage or like embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Like I just think it's such like, it's so brave. So I've always really admired the people that do that stuff. I think more so than the art itself. Oh yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. So like at the opera, like when the, when like the soprano nails her aria, I'm just like, yes, or like a ballerina that does yeah. like a really hard like sequence of movements. I'm just like, you fucking nailed that girl. Yes, yes. Like I just like kind of root for them in the crowd. You're like anyway. a sports fan. But... Yeah, yeah, I'm a sports fan. But like theater and 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 dance and all that is like way more fun than sports. I... To me, at least. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about sports, but you know. I have been to three baseball games in my life. Two of them I fell asleep at, and one I got kicked out of the stadium. So (laughs) I don't do well at sporting events. No, no, because I did the opposite of falling asleep, and I kind of started a a little bit of an altercation in our section of the stadium, and people erupted into fisticuffs. And so I was removed (laughs) and this was in college. And so I was removed. And then I, as I'm like, I went outside and I remembered that I had a can of Coors Light on my way into the arena and they were like, oh, you got to get rid of it. It was unopened. So I threw it in the bushes. So then when I got kicked out, because it was like the second inning, I got kicked (laughs) out and I went in and I, I like rummaged in the bushes and I found that Coors Light and it was warm, but I didn't care. So I just like sat on the curb and sipped the Coors Light and like waited for my friends to come out because it was just like me and one other person that got kicked out and everyone else was like, we're staying. (laughs) So not my proudest moment, I will say. Not, uh, not me at my well, best. What a fun story. <laughs> you know, well, when you're in college, is anybody at their best in their co- in college? No. So I, w- I was, I was at a Phillies game. I don't even remember who they were playing, but I was like, this. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> like, so and so I was like, what, a fight? what kind of things? Yeah. So actually, now I. <laughs> completely understand why you would assume that i would want to open a portal to Mm -hmm. hell okay all right well okay well well, thanks uh, for listening everybody any advice that you have for you know getting into witchcraft i was gonna say helping me get to a better mental health state but sure any advice you have on witchcraft would be great i think getting into witchcraft can help with that actually there's a lot of shadow work that goes on in it so there you go I know my brain keeps screaming at me to meditate and I'm just like, yeah, 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 I will. I will. I will. And it's like, this is, this will, my brain is literally telling me like the subconscious voice in my soul is telling me like, if you feel better, this will make you, this will unlock so many answers to so many questions. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, I'm going to like spend all this time and effort doing it the hard way so that I do everything to avoid meditation and still get there. So there you go. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Sounds good. We. 
Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like and subscribe, all that fun yes. stuff. Yes, please. Uh, yes, please. And uh, we will catch you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. It's Aquarius season, baby. It's Aquarius season.